Yes, guys, welcome back to season two, episode eight of How to Win a Good Walk. Welcome to today's podcast. Yes, we are back. But, back. caveat, we're having to do this over Zoom due to the old COVID. Yeah, I'm not getting infected by Josh and Lauren, basically. Whoa, whoa, I do not. I am negative, mate. Don't go spreading rumours. No rumours being spread. I've got an important <laughs> trip. Got to get on You it. do. You yeah. do. Basically, you're hibernating for the next day or so. Yeah. I'm not seeing any... Very exciting trip, though, isn't it, mate? Yeah, mate. So, just to let anybody know, if I haven't told you already, which I might have probably already have, uh, I'm off to Miami, fingers crossed, passing the COVID test tomorrow afternoon. Uh, actually, well, you'll put it this way. This podcast will be out while I'm in the air, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going there Wednesday to Saturday. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to enjoy the jet lag when I arrive back on Saturday afternoon. It's going to be nice. You just you said we're going there, as if we're going there. Um, no, you're going there. <laughs> half of the team is going there. Half of the podcast is going there. <laughs> anyway, so Josh, what are we going to go through this week? So we have got a chopper of the week this week, and guess what? It isn't me buzzing. It's me. It's me. We're then going to do talk trash talk, and we're going to cover the last little bit of the players, which we touched mm-hmm. on last week, but we're still going on. We're going to cover the Valspar Championship. Mm-hmm. which has had a big effect on the top 10. We're also then going to talk about the Saudi League. Yeah, yeah you heard me right. It's moved on again now, hasn't it? It's happened again. Um, and there's been all sorts going on on Twitter about it. And then we're going to touch on, finally, before we go on to Alex's major tip of the week, the Dell match play, which is... Well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But first... Chopper of the week. El Chopper of the week. Yeah, Alex. so I actually played today uh, at Woolley Park, which is a very nice golf club, actually. It's very nice. Very new, but very, very nice. Um, did some nice. filming down there. Um, played a little bit of match. So I should just, just going to caveat to this. I hit the ball quite nicely. Um, Good. And uh, it was more the greens. Very, very quick. Compared to like what we've been playing on recently, like the greens yeah. at the moment, like just generally because the time of year have been slow. Not not bad, but just slow. Um, yeah. so, so on our like third hole, I've hit a lovely. Oh man, I hit a beautiful two iron. Um, oh, and then I've hit like this wedge into like four feet. Hit a lovely one in. This is sorry. This is on prior to when I made a hash of it. Hit this lovely wedge in, um, and I left it really short. So I'm like, freaking hell. I can leave it short from four feet. Next hole, hit a lovely drive and a lovely wedge in. I'm now past the flag. Doesn't look very downhill, but it obviously very, very much is. Hit it to six feet. Bloody hell. Throwing darts here. Throwing absolute darts at the flag. And six feet, I hit it eight foot past. Oh. I didn't lose my go. It was still me to go. Mate, I wanted the world to swallow me up because I'm thinking. Oh, no. The, the, the guy I'm filming with is giving it the, yeah, he's a PJ Golf Pro, top 50 golf coach of golf monthly. He three puts from, eight, from six feet. Did <laughs> you three put? No, I didn't hold it. Oh, of course, oh. It. of course, it did. It, it, it was weird though, it like sped up as it passed the hole. Like, I hit yeah. it, and I'm like, Oh, that's all right. That you're spending too much time with me. No, my knees were still <laughs> very good. Hey, I'm gonna just sort of chip in here. I've been playing quite well, well recently. How have you put it though? That's what I'm interested in. Better. I was better yesterday when I played at Mottram, much better. Um, and also, you fixed me, mate. Touch wood. Mate, I give you the, the same driver. golf lesson at the start of the season every single year. You do the same <laughs> thing. You come off a season of playing lacrosse and you do exactly the same thing. Oh, I'm doing this and throwing it like a lacrosse stick. Yeah, because you get stuck underneath. Do the opposite. All right, okay, sound. Yeah, I'm fixed. Fucking hell, like, yeah. Mate, honestly, I didn't hit one hook yesterday. If anything, it was too far right, which I'm happy with at this point. Yeah, like, I mean, compared to in that snap up that doesn't get airborne, like, you're going to be over the moon with that, aren't you? Yeah. However, I've got to own up to something. What? I had a shocker on the third hole. Did you pop it in the water? Did I pop it in the water, mate? Did I pop it in the water? I put two in the water off the tee and then thought, oh my God. Two? Get me off this hole, mate. Gets worse. 
It gets worse. I then dropped one, short of the water, and then chipped one in the water. (laughs) 12 quid at one hole. You know what I mean? (laughs) Three brand new Bridgestones got away. Three Bridgestones in the drink. Cheers. So, wait, so how far did you have? Let's put a paint a picture. So, basically, Motcham Hall is a, I'd say, anywhere from 140 to 180, par three, over water, all carry. So, what did you have? 166, I think it was. To the flag. Where was the flag? To the flag, back, like, sort of middle to back hit? left. What? What club did you hit? I hit a chunky seven iron twice. <laughs> was it really fat? Like, really fat? Oh, mate, it was terrible. Like, like, I'm not talking like nearly made it, like halfway in the water. Terrible, <laughs> mate. I've not done that on that hole in so long. Oh, and, but I hit God. the same shot twice. Do you know what I mean? I just... I didn't hit my irons great until like the last couple of holes, really. Um, but the but obviously my issue has been driver. So yeah, thirty-two points, there, didn't you? Thirty-two points, yeah. I mean, that's not. So, it's not. It's not terrible. It's not uh, great. Did you 32 win? Thirty-two points and twelve quid down. Did you win? <laughs> I didn't. James won. No, I had thirty-one points. James had thirty-three. Okay. Tell you what, and um, what did Dave have? Uh, I don't know what Dave had. I didn't work out his Stableford, but we played a different format though. We played a different format and Dave won. So he played, it was a, it, James introduced it. So is it um, six point game? No, it's called Wolf. So basically, you stay in the same order. So I was A, James was B, Dave was C, for example. I took off the first. I can then decide if I want to be Lone Wolf and play the hole on my own, or I, ah. the second person goes, I can choose to go with them. Or if the third person goes, I can then choose to go with them. If you play on your own and you win, you get four points. I hate to say it, right? sounds shit. It's not, mate. It was really good. And I lost, but it's really good, honestly. And then, but obviously, so you stay A, B, C, but then B will tee off second, C, then A. So you get a chance at being Lone Wolf. And it made it interesting. It like, kept everyone in it. And Dave won. Dave had nine points at the end of it. Um, James had eight, and I had four, something like that. But I played nice. You're it not really it selling is. it to the audience right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Honestly, it's a good format. It's a good laugh as well because you're picking who you're playing with and only one of you has got to win the hole to get points. So then it becomes more strategic as you go further down. Interesting. Further the- so you, you could learn, you're basically depending on who you're near points-wise and then depend on who you pick to team up with. Exactly. So on the last hole... Dave kept it interested and didn't pick James, but if he'd have picked James, he'd have definitely won. Yeah. I would have gone James straight away. Forget, forget. Yeah, I'm Forget keeping but, it interesting, just get the win. Yeah, well, he, he got the win. But um, yeah, honestly, really good. You can play it with three, you can play it with four, and it's a good laugh. Hmm, um, maybe we'll have to trial this game. Yeah, because then it also you're sort of backing yourself to be the lone wolf and win a hole and then get four points. Yeah. And put, so it's, you're always in it. It's really good, good laugh. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I just shot from third. So there you go. Well, I'm going to clarify right now. I still made par. You didn't. Therefore, <laughs> you're chopper of the week. <laughs> Look at that. Being honest, owning up and I still get it. Yeah, well, you didn't tell me that before coming on, did you? You were like, oh, no, I won't do me. Acting like it wasn't bad. <laughs> you fit three in the drink on no. one hole. Yeah. So you were one off the tee, you then dropped yeah. two. Three off the tee, drop yeah. four. Five in the water, drop six. You'd have been playing your seventh. Yeah, I picked up. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad no one team. Were you lone wolf at all? Um, I wasn't, no. Good job, eh? But, well, I wasn't lone wolf, but Dave and James were together. So they got a point each. Right. So you can only be Lone Wolf when you are UT off first. So honestly, it's a good format. We'll play it. You're not right. No, we'll play it and then you'll like it. Let's move on to Tour Trash Talk. Okay. And get away from me putting the ball in the water. You still put three in the ball, three balls in one <laughs> hole, which clarifies as probably one of the worst stories of the season so far. Um, okay, so players roundup. We were sort of like basically giving a running commentary last week um, yes. of the players as they were finishing off, starting their final round on the Monday. Yes. Did you see 
Cameron Smith. Mate, I just saw him start well. Bit of a blunder in the middle and then finish yeah. running nicely. Mate, the guy's a joke. We've said this for a long time. Like, he's, he is a very, very good golfer. Right? But he was this close. So close to throwing it away. So he, he, how? Talk to me. Tell me. How? Amazing shot in 17, right? Mm-hmm. Like, unreal. The, the pin was like tight front right. So it was a tough shot on that hole, like water everywhere. And he stuck it to a couple of feet, like unreal, stupidly good shot. Very little margin, margin for error, right? So then on the 18th tee, I think he birdied it, so he's 14 under. And what, what, what was in the lead? What was, what was second? He was two in the lead at that point. Okay. Right. On the 18th tee, so just to paint a picture of the 18th hole, it's like a dog leg to the left, isn't it? Water yes. all down the left. Like the yes. line the big boys take is sort of cutting the corner a little bit. Yes. I'm trying to get it down there. Most us yes. mere mortals hit it up the right, and if it draws it, you've got lucky. If not, you take the right roll. Thanks very much. Exactly. And in essence, he did that. He obviously didn't mean to, but his safe shot was just be right, just be right. Yeah. And he like stuck it way right in in the rough, um, under the trees, in like the piney stuff. And so he's got a chip out. So he chips out. And I was watching this, right? And I'm watching him play the shot. And he chipped out. And I thought, oh, that's it. He's like, he was rolling on the fairway. I was like, oh, he's fine. That's it. I got up, go to make a drink, come back. And he's dropping a ball. Mate, he's chipped all the way across the fairway. Into the drink. And dropped it in the water. I mean, Cam, lad, if you're going to lay up, lay up properly, son. Oh, but I suppose so... the trouble is, though, that the, it, like, to, to like, put in perspective, like when you're chipping out a thick rough like that, when you know you don't want to leave it in, but then obviously you don't want to go too long, it's very, very hard to get Found that middle ground, yeah. what you've got to do, yeah. And the adrenaline is pumping at that point. Yeah, because he's in you... the lead going down the last. He's two shots, at, two shots clear at this point. So he can't leave it so... in there. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough, it's a tough. Hmm. Do you know what? Do you know what? He could have been three shots clear because the uh, the guy that came second. Bloody hell! This is our buddy. No, investigating no, no, no. podcast here, researcher, listen. getting all the facts wrong listen. here. Listen, listen, listen. Because the, the guy at the second, I'm sure he birdied the 17. So then it would have been two shots. See what, what I mean? What do our sources say, team? So he plays a drop. He then plays one in close, and he comes off with birdie. Oh, with bogey. Mm-hmm. To back to 13 right, in the clubhouse. So this guy then is, is, is it Lahiri? Aragon Lahiri. Lahiri. Yeah. He was, <laughs> um, yeah. He was second on the 18th, he teed off in the, in the last group. So he's on the 18th tee. Plays a nice one, like down the middle Some of the Some player, fairway. him, by the way. Some player. Like we, yeah. we read right last week how many times he's won on tour. Like between Asian tour, European tour, and yeah. not on PGA tour yet, but like it's a considerable amount. I'm going to say it's oh, yeah. 20. Like serious play, but but what let him down and what they said had let him down was his irons, and it sort of showed on the 18th because he had a pure shot down 18 off the tee, mm. like unreal, stuck it middle of the fairway, and that played a nice draw, and then sort of pushed his iron, his iron shot in to the right a little bit so then had to chip across the green and ah. um, was not in like the rough was that in the in the first cut um like if i had hit that shot i'd have been over the moon kind of thing yeah. but he's coming up the last in a, in a uh last last hole in a, in a championship it, it let him down a bit um and then he, he chipped across and i think he parred it which meant he was one 12 under still one shot behind so it, yeah, i imagine he was kicking himself but for cam smith it was like Massive, really, because it's the first time he's seen his family in two years. Have they watched it? They were there, yeah, because Australia's been locked, completely locked down, wasn't it? Yeah, so, he couldn't leave, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't stay. Exactly, couldn't so it was, like, quite emotional for him. And to be honest, the, the guy's a machine, like, he's, he's class. He's got a terrible haircut. Yeah, and but, I was just about to say this. Like, come on, mate, like, we get it, you wear a mullet, like... You see all the rugby players wear it, and you know what? I hate it. Get it chopped off. If I was, if I was like one of the guys on tour, I'd be like, right, I'm going to try and get some scissors and chop the back of that thing off. 
it looks horrendous. He gets away with it wearing a hat because obviously you can't really see it as a mullet. Yeah. But when he takes his hat off and he's got this tash, he looks scruffy. It's joking, isn't it? I'm not it saying like you have to look smart and pristine, like he's a cool golfer, but lose the mullet. Keep the tash, <laughs> lose the mullet. That's my, that's my words of wisdom for you. Set the, set the knees, lose your, lose your <laughs> mullet, keep the tash. <laughs> oh god um, so that sort of wraps up the players yep so this week we had the, the Valspar Championship yeah which again was another ridiculous tournament went to a playoff um, winner Sam Burns and I think it went to two maybe three playoff holes um, I'm trying I to love a playoff the, by the way just gonna throw this out there. I love a playoff. Like it's almost like a penalty shootout. You know what would be mad, right? If they came up with this, this rule of the tournament, if you get inside the top five, right, or top th- top two, like or top five, let's say you finish inside the top five, you're going in a playoff to win on the Monday. It would be cool that, like, what, you know like what I mean? play like, again. Yeah, but like you just do straight match play, so it could be over in one hole. It could last twenty holes, like. It's just straight out match play. You just got to get into that top five. I think that's a good thing. Well, yeah, and but then again, watching this and how they do the playoff is unreal. Like just basically shoot shootout, isn't it? Like one yeah. hole, play again, play again, play again. The pressure is yeah. ridiculous, and the port that um, Sam Burns held to keep it going. I'm just going to pull it up now, was an absolute joke. Like, do you remember when um, it wasn't quite as good as John Rams? you got to do a lot to beat that. Yeah, but in the situation, the pressure... I'm just showing Alex. He's put it from the edge of the green. It goes around the back. Round the hole. (laughs) Like... Seriously good. If you're if you're the if you came the guy that came second was um Riley, mm. Davis Riley. If you're him and you're watching that putt go in, you are thinking, what do I need to do here? Just rolled it all the way around. I mean, the you're thinking when it gonna hits the edge, thinking, oh my god, I got away with it here. Then it goes and drops in the back like human. But what it does mean is Sam Burns defended his title. He won it there last seriously year. Seriously impressive. Like like, that can't happen too many times. Like, you think we, we've been saying this for a long time now. Like, the PJ Tour is one of the or the most competitive tour in the world, which is why we all want to watch it. And to then go back to back and win, it's mad to be able to, like, you're, you're a seriously good player to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. Or I, you seriously and, love that golf course. Well, there is that. And this, that's another point. He is on the par fives at that golf course. He's 40 under par. Oh my God. Let me pull that stat up here. So, since 2018, yeah. the closest person to him on the par fives at Copperhead is Paul mm. Casey at 32 under. He's 40 under par. That's seriously impressive. On the par fives. Like, the guy obviously loves the golf just course, give, like you said. Just giving it for next year. Yeah. <laughs> just write it on. That's it, Bernsy lad. Don't worry. You got it. But what it did did also mean with in with him winning that, and this is something that like you just touched on there, was saying that um, it's in, like hard to keep winning and winning and winning and winning. So most wins in the last twelve months that there's only well the only players to win three times in the last year. There's only four players that have done it, and he's one of them. So you've got Matsuyama, he won the Zozo, obviously the Masters, and then what is that other one? It just shows the trophies on here, so I can't tell you yeah. what it is. Um, and then you've got Sam Burns won the Valspar twice, and then another one which I can't don't know what it is. Patrick Cantley won the PG uh, the FedEx Cup, yeah, and two others. And then Cameron Smith won the Players, and, and two others. Just to clarify, didn't Morikawa win the Open, not the Masters? Matsuyama. I thought he said Morikawa. He definitely said Morikawa. I think he said Matsuyama, but. Stewards inquiry here. Rewind. <laughs> well, we'll see when it's edited. <laughs> um, so that is seriously impressive. And 
and more to this, it also means that he's now in the top 10 in the world. This is mad because like the top 10 seriously changed. Like I've not really been looking at it over the past, well, I'm not going to lie to you, last six months. Like it's just got a bit like samey, like your arms, yeah. your, your DeChambeau's, your um, DJ's, your Kepka's. Okay, so listen to this right now. At the moment, these are the players just outside the top 10. Dustin Johnson, Matsuyama, Deshambo, Spieth, Horschel, Hatton, Kepka all the way down at 20th, Berger, Finau, Casey, Fitzpatrick, Reed, Patrick Reed, former world number one. But then you've got some other people sort of sneaking up here. Thomas Peters, now it's a world number 31. Like, he's a guy that had slipped down seriously far. Yeah. And now he's getting towards that point where, I mean, like, mate, as soon as you get sort of inside that top 70, obviously you'll be playing the Dell match play this week. It's a crazy, crazy time for once you're back in that sort of category. But, okay, let's just sort of round up the top 10 here, Josh, because, like, I think this is the biggest, almost the most open it's been in a long time. Yeah. And so we, we were saying before, John Rahm's almost like running away with it, number one, isn't he? Yeah. Um, then you've got Morikawa, Hovland, who's been phenomenal the last few weeks um, and last year, really. Patrick Cantlay, Scotty Scheffler up at five. Yeah. Cameron Smith, six. Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy back in there at eight. Uh, Xander Schofield is still in there at nine. And then Sam Burns has just gone up in, in there at ten. Madness. Like, ridiculous. But what this means is that this is the first time in seven years, seven years, the DJ has been outside the top ten. That is madness. Like, and how many of these guys are under 30, by the way? Oh, mate. One, I mean, I don't two, know, but a lot. Three, four, five, six, at least eight of them. Because I'm John Rahm, I think he's over thirty. I might not, might have got that wrong. Morikawa definitely under, Hovland definitely under, um, Scheffler I think he's under, Smith under, Thomas is under, um, Schofle's under, and Burns is under thirty. John Rahm's twenty-seven. Yeah, John Rahm, they got nine, nine, nine. <laughs> like I've just got this up on Dustin Johnson, right? And this is his sort of path. So in two thousand and eight, I'm assuming this is when he first entered the world rankings, it was 511th, right? Mm. He then jumped up to 2009 to 350th, then a massive jump to 28th, then 11, then 12, then down to 20 in 2013. And now this is where it gets seriously, seriously good. 2014, 8th, 15, 7th, 16, 9th, 17th, 1st, then 18th, 1st, 19th, 1st, 20th, 25th, 21 first, and now he's just dropped out to 11. But he's like, not played, has he, that much? Or has he? really. No. He's not. I, I think since he won the Masters, he's gone a bit quiet. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with that point. Which I, I can understand immediately after. Like, but now, we're, like we're, we're, we're two years on. Yeah. Like, he's obviously still unbelievable, but he's maybe just struggling to piece his game together at the minute. Like, because there was a time, I remember there was a time where we were doing this podcast and it was like, oh, DJ's playing. Well, he's guaranteed a top 10. No, no, let's clarify like, this. Oh, DJ's playing, Josh picked him. Oh, <laughs> Ryson's playing, Josh picked him. Oh, he's playing, Josh picked him. Very, very boring predictions from my fellow co-host here. <laughs> or logical predictions from your fellow co-host here. I mean, some people say logic, some people say boring. <laughs> okay, so... Do you think he will bounce back? I was going to say this. This is what I'm going to... Uh, no. You don't think he'll get not back to in number one, one, no. I think he'll get side top ten, but not to number one. Wow. Only because, like, if you look at the people ahead of him now, right? Can This is, what, this is, how, I, this is how I've sort of come to that conclusion. If you look at the world's top 10, can you see... Your space is asking me, will he get back to a number one, right? Yeah. Can you see John Ram falling away? Okay, maybe possibly fall back. But then you've got Morikawa, Hovland, Cantley, Smith, Thomas, Rory. I mean, if you just look at the people just behind him as well, you've got Kepka, Hatton, 
Um, you've got Spieth, you've got Ustase and Deshambo, Matsuyama. There's a lot of people there in and around, like, number one. So for you to go to number one now, you have to be consistent for a period of time. Like, and that might sound obvious, but what I mean is, like, it's not just like you win two events and then you're yeah. up there. You've got to have a prolonged period of playing well. Right? Am I right in saying as well, you've got to be in the right events and win the right yeah, events? Yeah, the right people have got to be playing the events is the way it works. Yeah. So basically, the, the points are, in simple terms, the points are ranked depending on the level of players that are in it. So imagine you had 10 of the world's top 10 playing in that event. Obviously, the points are sky high. None of the world's top 10 in that event. The points are a lot lower. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's, it's a very weird system. It is, isn't it? It's not like you win, you go up, it depends. It's like a head to head. It's like a point average, I think, is how it yeah. works. Yeah. Um, right, let's leave that there then. I'm what sure do you, that think? you don't can think you could get back up there. Do you think you can get to one and one? I think, yes, he can. But I think he's going to have to, his game needs to turn around and get back to what it was sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Only because, obviously, he's not old by any stretch of the imagination and he's still a freak athlete. But like yeah. you said, the guys that are above him this and around I mean. him... I, so I think if, he he, can... Sorry, you if he can get his game back to, back to where it was and yep. quick, then he can beat anyone. He can beat any of them. And, and get himself up there. But it's it's doing that. All I'm questioning is, can he beat the sort of 10 people ahead of him right now for a prolonged period of time? Because they're, all, they're equally going to be... What I'm saying is they've almost got... It's like playing a... It's like having an F1 race, right? But you, you're, you're running like five, six, seven laps less because you've got a bit of a head start. Like, yeah. He's, I mean, he's almost got to play that well to catch them up points-wise and yeah. then carry that on. So that, that's all I'm thinking. The other thing is as well, can he be asked? Are I, you saying he's got complacent because he's got a big wallet? I'm not saying that. It's what you're implying. What I'm saying is... What I'm saying is... What you're implying. But I have none of that on I mean, this podcast. Well, let, let, me, let me get there. Hey. What I'm saying is... <laughs> what? Right, he... Won the Masters, yeah. and we were at that time. We were like, "He's unbeatable." The guy's a joke. He's swaggering around the golf course. I remember saying to myself, "The guy's swaggering around the golf course like he owns the place, right?" Because he was that good. He was that much better than everyone. Just else. to clarify for our older listeners, swagging around the golf course is walking around very, walking around very confident. Right. <laughs> he is. He's, he's, like he he's walking around like he owns the place. Was that his Everest? Has he got to? Has he won it? Um, won it in style. He didn't just win it. He, he ran away with the thing, and gone. I've been world number one for the yeah, past ten years. Whatever. See other players do something similar. Now Danny Willett was world number one at one point, or definitely up there. Won the Masters, and fell off a cliff. Like I think yeah. it's very very hard. Like to when you like you're saying when you've achieved your Everest, when you've achieved your summit of like what you dreamt of to then get up and compete at that level again. It's like an Olympian, right? Imagine doing Olympics every single year. Like, it's tough, like, to yeah. get yourself up. So, yeah, I mean, I think that goes into more like the psychology of, like, I don't know, of sport in general as opposed to just him. Like, when you reach and hit your goal, what, what are you getting up to do in the morning as an athlete? That's, by the way, not fighting for loads of money because he doesn't need it. No. Hundred percent. It's it. I know it, we're almost like questioning his competitiveness, and and I'm and I'm and I don't want to do that. But you have to look at it from that side and think. In the words of Simon Jordan, been, when you got a big bag of money, why go and do it? Exactly. All, all he really needs to do is just. He, he probably still play. Obviously, he's still playing, but <laughs> it's whether he needs to go up and do that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I don't see him getting world number one again, but I do see him getting inside the world top ten. Period. You heard it here first. There we go. Right. Let's move on and let's talk again oh, about. Can we just do this very quickly? Because like I think people get bored of this now. He's trying hard, is. Greg, isn't he? He's trying hard, Greg. He's trying really hard. Greg, Norman, Greg must be on a bonus. Well Greg must be on a percentage bonus. You get this through the line, mate. 
Well, this is the thing, though. It's almost sort of changed. It's not changed because obviously it's still Saudi backed, but it's live golf, isn't it? It's his. It's his. It's almost turned like his brand, his yeah, company. Isn't that just to get around it? That's like a. It's like saying. I've no idea what analogy is. I guess it's like saying Chelsea aren't owned by Abram Abramovich. They're owned by one of his uh, one of his charities. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! But, but you, do you know what I mean? Is that a rumor? <laughs> you know, he obviously everybody knows that he owns it. Jeez, like it's not breaking news. I say, go starting rumors. Um, I'm not starting rumors. I'm just saying, don't don't throw me under the bus. I'm just saying, it's like it's saying he's not owned it, but he does own it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And it is, it's like a backdoor in it. It's like a loophole. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's happening. It's, who's going to no play now? now? Who's going to play? Who's going to play? Who's going to be bold enough to go and play? Because both Lee of those tours, both of those tours have said, nada, you go and play, you ain't playing. By the way, both of those tours Yeah, but GT I, I think it's changed now because... I don't think players are going to... I think, OK, because the prize fund's massive, isn't it? It's like a 20 million purse or something for the first event. For one event? For yeah, one event. I, I think... Because before, it was almost like players are committing to this. Players are going to commit and, and get paid fortunes for committing. I don't think it'll be that now. I think it'll be like any other event where you can just enter. You're not getting paid for being there. But the purse is massive. You're just saying it's like an exhibition event, a bit like when Tiger does his hero hero um, challenge. That's the way I see it. The purse is huge. They make a load of dough, and then they go back to PJ Tour next week. And can they, How can a PJ Tour stop them doing it? If they do, if they allow the hero, why? Why is it? What's the? Do you know what I mean? What's the difference? That I can't answer the question. It's, it's a valid point. Like we, but, We've been going on about it for weeks and the guy is trying well hard to get this what, off the ground. But, one thing I'd say with this, though, is this just opening the door to the Saudi League? Like, oh, yeah, 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 come and play one, two of exhibition events. Next year, it's three or four. Year after, it's five or six. After that, six or seven. I can't remember. How, I think this... Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. But I think this year, there's going to be ten events, isn't there? Yeah, but what, what, what I mean was, like, no, I know. Like, it'll grow and grow events. and grow. Yeah. But personally, I think it's going to be good because it's going to be different formats. Mm. So, okay, whether it's the right thing for the game or not, and whether whatever's gone on and people have said certain stuff and done whatever they've done, that taking a step back and looking at it from a golfing perspective, I don't see it as being a bad thing. No, I, I, I don't I, think I... it's going to affect the PJ Tour like they think it will. No, I agree. Almost need to be like, right, lads, you can go and play in it if you want. Like, they're only doing 10 events. How many events in the PJ Tour do a year? Do you know what I mean? And guys don't turn up some weeks. Guys turn up the next week. You're like, what's the difference? Like, realistically, the PJ Tour are going to have the best guys there when they want the best guys there, i.e. Yeah. the Players' Championship, i.e. Obviously, the Masters, all the majors, the likes of your Honda Classic, your waste management, the guys are going to turn up to it because it's a big event and there's big money in it. Like, But equally, there's weeks where it's the Tim Pot Cup and some of the lesser guys play and DJ and Bryson and whoever can go and play in this. Like, If anything, it gives more opportunity to the guys coming up. Hmm. I mean, I've... I just hope it doesn't ruin the tour and ruin the competitive nature, just playing with no consequence apart from money. That's the only thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying, because obviously you don't, you're not playing for your card, are you? You're just turning up and playing. Now, I know it's the same thing, really, but like, it's not, is it? Like, yeah. But then, does, does, it not give, does, it, does it not give the guys that are turning up and... Because realistically, right, I don't, don't want this to come across in the wrong way. I know you're but realistically, Roy McIlroy, Bryson DeChambeau, John Rahm, DJ, Kepka, Phil Mickelson, Lee Westwood, they aren't playing for the card. They're not. No, I agree. Because, because they turn up and they, they play well and they guarantee the card. They make enough money to guarantee the card. So, if anything, it gives the players that are playing for the card... A better chance of keeping the card. 
yeah. because there's less competition in certain events. I don't know. That's me looking at it from one, one side, but like you said, the other side is guys just turn up, make a load of dough, no consequences. Ah. But Joe Bloggs isn't going to, Joe Bloggs, who's playing for his card, isn't going to turn up to this event, is he? Because he no. wants, they want the best people in the world to be there. Yeah, but my point with it is, like, how are you clarifying the best people in the world? Because are you constantly choosing the same people every time? Well, the same people are going to win every time. Boring. Look at the PJ Tour. You've got new winners. People going back to back. Like, these things are interesting. That's all I'd say. Yeah, but do you not think it's got the interesting factor by the different formats? The team weight, the team game and... I do. Do you know what? We're going to just wait and see, aren't we? We are. It's mad. The first event's at the Centurion Club in London. Right. Shall we go? I mean, when is it? <laughs> I think it's September. Yes. It can't be far away. Yes. Surely, surely you have a contact. I know a guy. <laughs> Greg? Greg? Hey, Greg, you're sponsored by uh, Puma. Yeah. <laughs> Something else that's come out about this, though, and if you've not seen this, Lee Westwood has been having yeah. some Twitter beef. So, he basically had a bit of a head-to-head with the senior writer from Golf Digest. I like this. I like that he's given a bit of jit back. So, let me just find the tweet. I'm all for that. I'm just scrolling past all these horse racing tweets. Hold on. Um, one second. Terrible. What do you mean you're not, buddy? Screenshot it. Ah, right. Oh, 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 here we go. So, Joel Beale, who is, in fact, on his account, is the senior writer for Golf Digest, which is quite a big account on Instagram, quite a big golfing news station. Oh, it's, as a it big, it's a big news station. So, he put, imagine going from hosting the PGA Championship to hosting a battle between Jason Kokrak and 49-year-old Lee Westwood. What I mean? What's straight away? I know. What's the age got to do with it? So, Lee Westwood replied, which I think is great. Sounding a bit ageist there, pal. You might get a preview of the next, next week at the Dell match play, as we're both top 64 in the world. What a coward you are not tagging in J, J, at J. Kokrak or myself. Clearly, the threshold is very low to become a senior writer at Golf Digest. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Lee Westwood, uh, next week, can you do an interview with uh, Golf Digest? Absolutely not. He then replied. There was obviously then another reply, and he put, Hey, at Joel Embiel. I saw, I see you grew a pair and replied. I'm not a politician either, just a bloke from Worksop who plays golf for a living. You got me thinking, I wonder what the average age of a golf digest reader is. Good luck growing the game with your current approach. Thumbs up. Put in there, because golf digest readers are probably around the same age as Lee Westwood. Oh, and that, that, the guy, the writer, has deleted his tweet that that was in reply to. And he's just been sacked. Oh, God. Oh, not good. And they put being deleted. He put, no, that answers the question then. Guess the average age is 49. <laughs> Lee Westwood has just done him a kipper, hasn't he? Absolutely oh. done him a kipper. But the, the, for, for guys like Lee Westwood, it, why would he not go and play it? No, I, I, like, for example, if you think his position, him and Poulter, right, obviously they weren't unbelievable, were they? But you're coming towards a new career, Someone's offering you a big bag of sand. You're going to go, aren't you? A lot of money as well. Like, and let's, let's have it right. These guys are still competitive. Like, these guys can still perform and win events. When you look at Lee like, Westwood over the last two years, arguably playing some of the best golf of his career today. Yeah. Like, he, he only missed out to... Um, he missed out to Bryson, didn't he, at the Arnold Classic last year? And I'm sure he's been going Masters as well. Like he's, Invitational, yeah. He's been, like, he's been playing well. Like, 
what is he? I've got his world rankings here. So his exact world ranking is Round number 60, 53 in the world. So he's playing this week. Like The guy is still a bowler. Like, we're not talking about someone who's seriously fallen off and looking for a big payday. The guy's getting paid every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so be interesting to see. And obviously, we will keep you up to date with all the updates and all the comings and goings from that. Which Next is, thing I've got. One, sorry, a, lad. No, saying this week's event. In this week's event. Now, this week's event is a the Dell work match play. And yes. basically how it works is the top 75 players in the world playing it. Are you invited to play in it? Guaranteed money. Don't quote me on the amount of money on this, but usually like for last plays, it's about 70 grand just to be there, just to get in it. Yes. Now, my opinion on match play, and for those that are new to golf and don't understand golf and scoring and things like that, in my opinion, match play is potentially the easiest form of golf. Because you're playing against someone, if they get it in the hole in less shots than you do, they win that hole. Dead easy. Dead easy, right? Somehow, they made it so complicated. Like, I've got the rules up here and how they do it and whatever. So, so. let me clarify. So, let's go group 11. Group 11 today is Jordan Spieth and Keegan Bradley at 9.20, right? Is that today or on Wednesday, sorry? Round one, sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday, right. Group 11 is also made up of Scott and Rose. So there's basically four players in each group, from what I understand. Yes. How is that complicated? Surely just a round robin, you'll play each other. Right. So this is what I don't get, though. So... Two will play on the first round, then two will play the next round, and then another two. Is that how they do it? I don't know. You, you, you just said to me, you've got the rules in front of you. I have, mate, and I still don't understand it. So, the field will be divided into 16 four-player groups, which we know we've got. Yeah. Players in the field are assigned a seed number for the competition determined by their position in the official world rankings. Mm-hmm. The highest-ranked player in the field, seed one, and the lowest-ranked player in the field, seed 64. So then it's got like the pools, pool A, pool B, pool C, and pool B. 1 mm-hmm. to 16, 17 to 32, 33 to 48, 49 to 64. Yeah. Right. The top 16 players will play the top player in each of the 16 groups. Which <laughs> makes no sense. So the number one seed is the top. Can player someone please in group explain one. this to me? Mate. <laughs> so during group play, rounds one, two, and three. Players play 18 whole matches against each other, against each of the other players. Yes, you're right in what you said. Matches played to either a conclusion or a half. Matches all square after 18 holes are not extended, so they get half a point. Right, so that makes sense. So it's around Robin, right? Yeah, what's complicated about that? You get points depending on if you win or half. Yeah, I know, but what I didn't understand is how they worked it all out. But it riddled me this. So we're playing in the four, me and you, and DJ and John Rahm, yeah. right? I beat you on the 10th hole. Yeah. Do we just walk off and leave them to carry on playing? Do they then become a two ball? So you're saying they're playing in a four ball? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you would. Just see you in a bit, lads. Then, carry on. <laughs> see you later, lads. <laughs> One point to Josh. So... Wednesday to Thursday is these round-robin matches and there's 64 players. Mm -hmm. After that... Number one of each group. The player in each group with the highest point total at the end of the group play advances to 16-player single elimination matches. Yeah, so the, the top player in each group. In the event two or more players in the group are equal with the highest points total, a stroke play hole-by-hole hole playoff will determine the player that advances to the 16-player single elimination match. So let's just clarify for everybody. Josh has made this very complicated. Everybody plays everybody in the group. You get wins and points for if you win or half, and then if there's a half and you all tie the same points, at the end of everybody playing each other in the round robin, you then have to have a stroke play playoff in order to be advancing to the next round. Ridiculously complicated. 
<laughs> you are just very simple. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say that again. No, to make this nice. No, you're more. right. You were right, mate. Everything you said was correct, but it's not easy to. This is the thing. It's because the amount of plays in there. But here's another you thing. Just went, <laughs> here's another thing, though. They play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm. Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. So, but Sunday afternoon is a consolation match for third place and championship match. It's a lot of golf. It's a lot of golf. It's a lot of golf, isn't it? Golf. So you're playing, gosh, my maths is not good enough. You're playing 36 holes in the last two days. That is a lot of golf. Especially then in the tournament, is it? Yeah. Different format though, isn't it? Yeah. I think, but, 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 but it's always been match play. It's, it's been around yeah. Robin for the last couple of years. So I, I think personally, it's a good move. Who's your pick? Go on. Who's your pick for this week? God. This and is by the thing, way, though, yeah, with it being match play, anybody could be a winner here. So I'm going to go with. Issue. You know what I'm going to go with? Till Hatton. Oh. I, let me, have a look at, let me have a quick look at the groups. Let's just pad some time while I have a look and pick a player. Well, I've got the groups here. I've got it. I've got it now. Group one, John Rahm, Munoz, Reed and Young. Uh, do you know who I'm going to go with? Oh, Robert McIntyre's playing. Yeah. I'm going to go with... And I'm going to try and choose something that you're going. To, you're not going to go. Mm, typically, choose yeah. Yeah, don't be boring. I am going to choose. The suspense is really killing us here. I know it is. Oh, Bryson's playing. The suspense, Josh, is Richard Blunt's playing. The rear... mate, he's in... just just pick a player. The next one you call out will be your pick. Shane Lowry. Don't say it. That's a good pick. It's an okay pick. No. <laughs> what makes a good pick? Yeah. If I don't pick it down in the top ten, what makes a good pick? If they win. I'm going to pick Shane Lowry, but I think Vince Hovland will win. <laughs> wow. He's picked Shane Lowry. I've gone till home. There are picks for this week. Okay, so tip of the week. Tip of the We've week. We've not talked about Ryder Cup. We've not talked about Ryder Cup. You're not got it on your not got it on your list of uh, agenda here, Josh. I'm not forgot about it. Henrik Stenson, the coolest Ryder Cup captain of all yeah, time. Yeah, the Iceman. We called this last week. To be fair, I mean, it was sort of leaked. You wasn't did, it? Yeah. it was sort of leaked that he was going to be captain, and the fact we that he was. It. We leaked it. We leaked we it. Leaked so, it. I didn't say we leaked yes. it. That's what you said. No, no. I said it was leaked. I didn't say <laughs> we leaked it. I mean, it'd be pretty cool. That's the inside track. We leaked it. <laughs> we got a backhand. No, we didn't, seriously. Um, we, we, we sort of thought he would be one of the uh, picks yeah. for, this, for this year. Um, yeah, I think it's a great one. Good, good yeah. pick, good player, good person, all-round sort of guy that's liked by a lot of people. And you know what? I think he'll make a good captain. I think he'll have a very calming influence. And I think he'll also provide the experience that the... If, if like, he's got that experience of winning, hasn't he? He's been there, he's done it, he knows what it takes. Yeah, he'll also be playing prank, pranks, him and Polter, surely. Correct. So the atmosphere will be great in the team room. Yeah, 100%. I think Polter will, won't play, won't get picked, and won't play his way in. He'll be a vice. Yeah, and just to confirm something that we said last week that wasn't necessarily right, Steve Stricker is not an captain, is he? We knew this. I don't know why we yeah, said what, it. Zach Johnson. What do you mean? I've got like cold, hard hitting facts on this podcast, Josh. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> well, we do. Just wrong ones. <laughs> um, Zach Johnson, American captain, which I don't know. If I don't think he's got the same sort of pause, Stenson. Why? A bit beige, isn't he? He's a bit beige. You mean he's a bit more boring compared to Stenson being a bit more out yeah. there? But mate, the guy's yeah. a serial winner. The guy's. I know he is. I'm not. I'm not dissing his career, mate. I'm not. Well, it sounds like you are. You call him beige. I just can't see him giving a rousing speech. Mate, you know he I mean? could be a little pit bull in that team room. You never know. He could be, but do you know what I'm saying? 
I can see Stenson just throw there, like giving it the whole beat in the chest, like work. Yeah, they could all, all the all the European team would be doing that. The whole European team right. giving it the uh... Yeah, giving it the Matthew McConaughey voice warm up for some reason. <laughs> right. Let's leave that there. We've talked rubbish for the past 40 minutes. Okay, tip of the week. Here you go. This is the bit you've been waiting for. Forget all Josh's rubbish facts. Uh, <laughs> that is a joke, by the way. Um, okay, tip of the week. Here's one for you, Josh. This is a nice one. This is is going to make my golf better? My game. Your game, personally? I think just the people in general. Love it. When you've got a wedge in your hand, don't yes. hit full shots. Three shot positions, am I right? Eh, not necessarily that, but what I would say is, like, oh. I mean, you can do that if you want. Um, well, that was but... an classic. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what I was saying is, before I really interrupted... By my, well, by the second golf coach on this channel, um, <laughs> uh, is that if you use your max swing to be like hands to shoulder, then through to hands to shoulder, like very often people will try and hit the wedges fall out. It goes up in the air, it goes short, nada. Let's think about hitting more of like those three quarter shots. I think would be good for good players. I completely agree. I completely agree because I think it gives you more control. 100%. So anytime that you've got 110 yards and in, or 120 yards and in, we'll say, as, a, as a people hit the wedge a little bit longer, let's go down the avenue of never hitting a full shot. So, for example, if you had 70 yards and you could get there with a full 58 or full 60, use the next wedge along. Go 54, go 58, or go 50 if you need to, depending yeah. on what sort of wedges you carry. That is the way to go. <laughs> Good tip. Solid tip for the Yeah, week. I think that's a really good one for people to really use solid. this weekend. Let us know how you get on, because we'll be back after I've been to, hopefully, fingers crossed, Miami this week. Praying. We're going to bring up all the news. I want a lot of stories and that. And I want a lot of photos as well, mate. Yeah, there'll be some, hopefully some stories. Um, me and Bryson, yeah. me and Berkshire, me and... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, mate, if no you idea. can get a picture of Bryson Shambo for me, that would be amazing. Or a video of him oh, saying, you're trying this to My mate really loves you. He just <laughs> says you're the best. Right. To Josh, you're the big boy. Love Bryson. Yeah, oh, mate. That'll make my day. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, go out and buy some fat grips straight away. Ah, that's it. Fat <laughs> grips, get him a palm. I'm sold. <laughs> right, that wraps us up for this week's that podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we look forward to catching up with you next week. See you next week.